Hello, and welcome to the Mama Mentor Podcast. My name is Joyce, and here we talk everything life. So continuing on in our pre-Christmas podcasts series, today we're going to talk about food and traditions. So first of all, let's touch on traditions, because I know that's a touchy subject for so many people. You know, it's, we've always done it. This is how it's always been. It's a family tradition, all that kind of stuff. And here's the thing. There's no hate on family traditions. I have family traditions and I love them and they bring me joy. But notice what I said about that last sentence. I love them and they bring me joy. And so I do them. What you shouldn't do is hold on to family traditions that do not serve you and your family, that do not make you happy, and that do not bring you joy. We hang up advent calendars every year in our family. It's a tradition. It brings me joy. We put out our Christmas stockings on Christmas Eve, and we don't open them until Christmas Day because it brings us joy, and I like that. We open all of our presents on Christmas morning, and we eat our turkey dinner on Christmas afternoon. That's how our family has always done it, and that is the way we're probably always going to do it, because it brings us joy. Some traditions that other people's families that have that don't bring me joy, and so I don't do them, traveling on Christmas Day. I'm not coming over to someone's house on Christmas Day for dinner. Um, I'm just not. I want to spend the day in my pajamas. I want to be able to have naps whenever I feel like it. And I want to be able to eat turkey at the dinner time and maybe a couple more times later into the evening, which is why we have our turkey dinner at about four o'clock in the afternoon, sometimes even three. Another thing that I don't do is I do not buy gifts for every single person I've ever met in my life. My best friend, who I've known since I was six years old, we don't exchange gifts on Christmas. We don't even exchange family gifts. We don't even exchange Christmas cards because that costs a lot of money to be buying gifts for everyone and their nephew. And it just adds to stress. It doesn't bring us joy, so we don't do it. So as you're rolling into the holiday season and you're starting to do things out of tradition, evaluate those traditions. Do they still serve you? And here's the thing about traditions. You can also put them on pause. You can go, okay, for the next few years, we're not going to do this because it's, you know, maybe you have young babies and putting up a six foot fully decorated tree when you've got a toddler who's just learning how to walk does not serve you because now you're having to keep that baby away from the tree and it could fall and a whole bunch of other things. So maybe for the next couple of years, you change your tradition and it's a four foot tree on um, in a room where they don't have access to it. Or maybe it's up high enough that even when they're standing on their tippy toes, they can't touch it or knock it over or anything like that. Maybe you just pause your original tradition. Maybe you alter your original tradition. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because the whole point of traditions is not to just do them to say that you've done them. 
Traditions are meant for you to reenact some sort of ritual so that you feel more connected to times and loved ones from the past. For example, if you're using your great-grandmother's stuffing at Christmas time and that's your tradition, the whole point of that is not because she may or may not have made the best stuffing known to man. It's because every time you all get together and make great-grandma's stuffing, you think of great-grandma and how great it was when she was here. You know, maybe you... Maybe you send pictures of the kids around at Christmas time because a really great tradition in your family is y'all sit down and look at all the pictures that were sent around from Christmases before so you can see how much the children have grown and changed. A tradition is not meant to be a painful ritual that you slog your way through. And especially at Christmas. If it, if, and here's the thing, even turkey. If turkey doesn't serve you, cook a ham, cook a chicken. Get a bucket of chicken from a fast food place. Do what is going to work for you. And it'll be okay. <clears throat> and there's going to be members of your family, especially the older generation, no hate on them, that don't really like when you alter traditions or pause traditions or get rid of them altogether. And that's okay. You don't have to do everything in your life to make other people happy. Especially if it's in your home. Your home is where you set your traditions. So you can bring traditions in from your childhood family home. Your partner can bring in family traditions from their childhood family home. You can bring in traditions that just felt right when you heard friends and coworkers talk about them. Make the traditions that are happening in your home, things that are serving you and your family and are bringing you joy and making you happy. Because that's what this season is all about. So there's my rant on traditions. Because I've changed things over the years. <clears throat> I've changed up different things. One tradition I got rid of in my family and I was so glad to get rid of. And here's the thing. I got rid of it and my oldest son is bringing it back in his house is tinsel. <laughs> like, you know how you get that card? It's always cardboard. The cardboard placket of this stringy and it sticks to everything and you, you throw it all over the tree. And I'm not going to lie. It does look a little bit magical at night if it is used sparingly. However, it looks like trash through the entire day. It gets all over everything. And I had young kids for too long to even think of having tinsel. So I actually have Victorian tinsel, which is individually twisted pieces of metal that I hang on the tree that do give the sparkle that tinsel does give you. And I am going to stick with that tradition till the day that I die because that's what makes me happy. However, in my oldest son's home, he is waiting with bated breath to put up a Christmas tree and gob on large amounts of that tinsel that I have obliterated from my tradition. And you know what? It's totally okay because it's his house and it makes him happy. Do I think it's a good idea? No. Am I going to participate in it? Absolutely. <laughs> 
because he's my son and I love him and it makes him happy and it's his house. So if Tinsel gets all over his house, it's his house. He has to clean it up. And if I think it looks trashy during the day, when it's not dark, it doesn't matter because it's not my house. It's his house. And if he likes it that way, it's fine. Do you see what I'm saying here? And he is actually, I, and I swear to God, part of the reason that he is so gung-ho about reinstituting this tradition in his house is because some of the joy I think he is receiving from reenacting this tradition is because I dislike it so much. And I think he is really reveling in that it's my house, we're doing things my way era. And you know what? I love that for him. I love that for him. I love that he can be like, no, it's my house and my rules and we're going to decorate things my way and we're going to have things my way. I am so happy that he has got that. And I will participate in whatever ridiculous traditions he wants to resurrect from my childhood or new ones he wants to bring in from friends and coworkers or even just ones he's dreamed up on his own. And I'm happy that he's creating that home and that life for himself. All the power to him. Okay, now on to food. So I told you that I like to have Christmas dinner, usually somewhere between three and four o'clock in the afternoon on Christmas day. So I cook the Christmas turkey. Like we open our presents, we scrounge up a little breakfast. Um, sometimes I make these little mini quiches and we eat those for breakfast. Sometimes it's cereal, sometimes it's waffles. It just depends. We don't really have a breakfast tradition. Although I have always wanted, and you know what? I might actually try this this year because I'm really, I've really gotten really big on the sourdough and making the bread. I have made bread and all our bread products from scratch since um, early summer. So I think I might try this as a new tradition and that's to make the, it's a bake in the oven, like baked French toast, but I'm going to use like sourdough bread because I think that'll just level it up a bit. And I've always wanted to try it because I've actually had it before at a Christmas get together, um, for work. Um, one year we did a kind of a Christmas breakfast and it was amazing. It was every, it was everything I thought it would be. And so I'm thinking I would like to try that. So I might try that this year. Anyways. So after we eat breakfast, then I put the turkey in the oven. So I am going to tell you what I do for turkey. So my family, when I say we love stuffing, that's not even a big enough word. We like our turkey to stuffing ratio to be a one-to-one. -one. So if you've got a big, huge turkey, we need to have a big, huge pile of stuffing. So unless you're cooking an ostrich, there's not enough room in the inside of a turkey for the amount of stuffing that my family requires. Not would like, requires for Christmas dinner. So I don't stuff my turkey. What I do put inside my turkey is I put in an orange. I cut up an orange into like quarters. I cut up an onion into quarters. So I put the onion and the orange inside the turkey. And then I put sage and rosemary and thyme. I tied in a little bundle with some like baker's twine, but butcher's twine, I think it's called. It's that white string that you can tie your chickens up with. And I put that in there. And I also put a whole head of garlic. So all of that gets shoved inside the turkey cavity. 
Then what I like to do is I like to slide my hand between the turkey body and the turkey skin to make like an envelope. And I stuff that envelope with butter, like real butter, not margarine, real butter. And then I brush the outside of the entire turkey with a good olive oil and then put salt, pepper, garlic. I've got a turkey seasoning that I put on top of there and parsley. And then the turkey goes into the roaster on a bed of, I don't put that rack in there. I tried that once and all it does is you end up picking turkey out of that rack. So what I do is I make a, a, a vegetable rack. So I rough chop, so which means I'm not peeling. I'm literally chopping carrots, onions, celery, garlic, plus the giblets from the giblet bag because I don't use those to eat, but my dogs really like them. So I put those, and they do flavor the gravy. So I, so I put those in the bottom. So I make a bed of all those vegetables so that now I'm putting my turkey on top of those vegetables. So as it cooks, all the goodness of the turkey cooks down through those vegetables and into the bottom of the pan and I get some amazing drippings from the pan. And it keeps the turkey up off the top so it, it doesn't get kind of that sliminess that if you put it right on the bottom does. So, and it's really great. So that's my turkey on top of its bed of vegetables. And then I shove it into the oven and I cook it for however many minutes per pound that it requires till it's done. Okay, so that's my turkey part of my dinner. And you're going, but what about all the other things? Okay. About an hour before, nope, not an hour before, usually about half an hour before, the turkey is ready to come out of the oven. I will peel the potatoes and cut them up and put them in a pot. And then when I take the turkey out, I put the potatoes on to boil so that, the, so that while the turkey is resting, the potatoes are boiling on the stove to make mashed potatoes that is literally the only thing i'm cooking from scratch on christmas day because i do some things ahead of time so i like to make all my buns ahead of time and i just pop them in the freezer the stuffing i make the day before like get all the breadcrumbs and all that the day before. And when I take my roaster of turkey out of the oven, I put the roaster of stuffing into the oven. So for the hour that the turkey is resting, the stuffing is cooking. But it has all been prepared the day before. So I literally just have to shove a pan in the oven. We also like to have cream corn with, with, our, with our turkey dinner. And I make that usually three weeks before so what you'd basically do is you just get some really good corn you can cut it off the cob if you have cobbed corn available and this is where we kind of like to you know get our harvest ready in the fall so we will cut corn off of the cob and blanch it and freeze it and then we can make our creamed corn because you just put the corn in there again butter not margarine salt and pepper and some good heavy cream and you roast that in your oven for a good hour and it makes the most amazing 
cream corn. You can also put a little bit of cream cheese in it just to make it a little bit thicker. And then you just stir it all up and it's done. So I, I have made that as late as the day before Christmas because I'm trying to limit all the things that I'm cooking on Christmas day because I want to open presents. I want to smell the turkey in the oven and I want to have the dinner, but I don't want to be slogging all day over the oven and the stove. So in past years, I like to make the creamed corn well in advance. And then again, I pop it in the freezer. So in the freezer, I now have buns and I have creamed corn. The other thing that takes a really long time on Christmas day when you're making the turkey is making that turkey gravy because you don't want it to taste bland and you don't want it to taste like it's got no depth of flavor. So here's what I do. And I didn't invent this. As a matter of fact, Jamie Oliver did. And you can Google Jamie Oliver's Make Ahead Gravy at, on YouTube and it will show you exactly the steps to go and these are the steps that I follow. So usually about two weeks, anywhere, two weeks to four weeks ahead of time, I make ahead the gravy. And so what you do is you get the chicken wings from your grocery store and you put chicken wings, rough chopped carrots, onions, celery. I put parsley in mine, rosemary, thyme, and sage and you roast that and then I put it and then you drizzle everything with olive oil and then you shove it in the oven and you roast that till it's good and roasted like you're not going to be trying to eat this you're trying to roast it so it's releasing all the flavors and then when it's done being roasted because I have a habit of every time that I like we eat a chicken or we eat a turkey we use the bones to make a good broth afterwards. I usually have turkey broth in the freezer. My dogs like it on their dog food. If you want to make gravy just impromptu, it's great. It's also really great to add to, you know, soups and stews. So you can have chicken. I do with chicken. So I have chicken broth and turkey broth. So then when it comes out of the oven, you add your little bit of flour, cook that up a bit, and then you're adding the turkey broth to deglaze the pan. And if you're not the kind of person that makes your broth ahead of time, like makes turkey broth when you have turkeys and you make your own broth and you're like, I don't have that. Get some chicken broth from the store and do the same thing. Just deglaze the pan with the, with the chicken broth. Put the whole liter in. And then you're going to cook that as, and salt and pepper it till it's got a really good flavor. And then you're going to strain that and put it in a container and put it in the freezer. And here's why because that has had time to develop flavors. And if you're going, well, that's not gonna taste like turkey gravy. You're right, in and of itself it won't, unless you've used turkey broth. But remember when I said that I take the turkey out of the oven to let it rest and I put the stuffing in the oven and I'm boiling the potatoes. Well, then I can also add this make ahead gravy that I've taken out the night before or even morning of Christmas day and add it to the pan that I pulled the turkey out of. So all those drippings that I was talking about with the flavors and all that, now you're adding this really deep, well-developed gravy base to the turkey drippings that you just did. 
and together they combine into the best turkey gravy I have had to date. It is full flavored. It is smooth because again, before you eat it, before you use it, you're going to strain it out so that there's no chunks in it. It is smooth. It has depth of flavor. You can tell that it has depth of flavor. It's full bodied. It's amazing. So I make the buns and the creamed corn and the make ahead gravy up to a month ahead of time. And if you're saying before, oh, well, but you cook your stuffing in the oven, how is it going to taste like turkey? Well, because when I cook any chicken or turkey, I make broth from it. And so I will add either homemade chicken broth to my stuffing or homemade turkey broth. So it does taste like it. And here's the other thing. When you're putting it all on your plate and pouring that really great turkey gravy over top, it all tastes like turkey. Trust me. But that means I only have to be actually cooking my turkey and my mashed potatoes on Christmas day because I've made the buns ahead of time. I've made the cream corn ahead of time. So I just throw it in a little crock pot to heat up. You know, the stuffing was whipped together the night before and it's roasting away in the oven. So I don't have to babysit that. The turkey is resting. The gravy, I'm just basically whisking it together to combine the flavors and straining it. So not a lot of work there. And then, yeah, I just quickly mash the potatoes and then we eat. And I find that I'm not so tired of dealing with the food all day because that was a very real thing. You know, you've been cooking all day with this Christmas dinner. And the last thing you want to do at the end of it is eat it. This way, I'm still excited for turkey dinner because I've really, because shoving something in the oven to me doesn't feel like cooking. So the turkey has been in the oven. The, the stuffing has been in the oven. The cream corn is in the crock pot. Um, so you're really only, you know, getting those potatoes, you know, soft and then mashing them and then whisking and straining the gravy because everything else has been parts of it or all of it have been done ahead of time. And so when it's time to eat my Christmas dinner on Christmas afternoon, I'm excited. I'm excited to eat turkey. I'm excited to taste the gravy. I'm not worn out and we really have a good time. And it is one of the best new rituals for Christmas that I have started in years. And I've been doing this now, oh, I'm going to say about seven years, seven, maybe 10 years, where I do like so much ahead of time. And it really makes Christmas enjoyable because then I can have those naps and I can, you know, I can use my Christmas presents. I can interact with my family as they use their Christmas presents. I can read a book as the house is filling up with the amazing turkey smell. So we are still far enough out from Christmas that, it, that you can be doing these things. If, you're, if you make bread and buns, make some bread. Um, if you make bread and buns, you know, make a loaf of sourdough to make a Christmas um, French toast casserole thing to eat on Christmas morning. There is still plenty of time if you're going, oh, well, I didn't get corn on the cob in harvest season, and so I don't have that corn. Yes, you can get that corn. It comes in a can or it comes frozen. It's still corn. When they can up corn and when they freeze up corn, it's literally super fresh. They do it literally off the field, so it's really super fresh, and you can still do it. So you can have time to make your cream corn if you like cream corn. 
you have definitely time to do that make ahead gravy it just takes an afternoon and let me tell you as you are decorating your house for christmas you're putting up the decor maybe you have christmas music playing in the background you know what's really nice is having that make ahead gravy stuff roasting in the oven because it fills your house with such a lovely smell because here's the thing and i don't know if everyone's aware of this when you're going, oh, that smells like turkey and that doesn't, or that tastes like turkey and that doesn't. You know what the difference is between those two things? Sage. Sage. It's just sage. That smell and taste you associate with turkey is sage because we all put it in our turkeys. And funny enough, we don't put it in our chickens. I don't know why. And I've actually tried that. I've actually dressed a chicken the same way I would a turkey. And it comes out smelling just like a turkey. And no, it doesn't quite taste like a turkey because it is a different bird. But it's pretty darn close. So your house is going to smell very Christmassy. It's going to put you in a lovely mood. Like I said, be decorating Christmas music. Be putting up the decor. Um, maybe you're wrapping presents. Maybe you're making some of the presents. What an amazing thing to do to have some make-ahead gravy going in the oven. And maybe you and you even invite friends and family over and you make a bunch of gifts. I went to a friend's house one year where um, she was making buns ahead of time for Christmas. So she had buns and like cookies going in the oven. And we came to her house and we all made bath salts to take home. And it was amazing. I've been to little events where we all got together and we all made candles and we, you know, set our intentions and had some manifestations around these candles that every time we lit the candle, we could, you know, rethink about our manifestation and our meditation. You, you can make a lovely day of it. You know, have your sisters over, have your best girlfriends over, make some crafts, make some crafts that you are then going to give to your other friends and family for Christmas. How great is that? And maybe as they come over, you do a little bit of a cookie exchange. Everyone brings a little bit of cookies and you all take some of all the cookies. And so you're left with some cookies. You've made, uh, you know, some gifts, some homemade gifts to give away. Plus you've made your make ahead gravy. Doesn't that sound amazing? Doesn't that sound so fun and so relaxing and so less stressful? Making things ahead of time is a time-honored tradition. And what an amazing way to spend our December is by reveling in some of those old traditions, doing some make-ahead things for our Christmas dinner, doing some homemade gifts to give to friends and family and really enjoying the season and leaning hard into that gratitude and celebration of all that this year has brought us. Maybe you've had a hard year and you're like, I'm here. I'm celebrating the fact that I'm just here. Maybe you've had a very productive year in your work and you've achieved some milestones and this is that time to be celebrating them. Maybe you've been on a fitness journey and you've achieved some big goals. Celebrate that. Maybe you have been going through a rough time and you've had some counseling and you've released some trauma and you're trying to do new habits and get back on track. Celebrate that. Maybe it's somebody's, 
first Christmas in their new house and you're going over to, you know, have a dinner there. Celebrate that. This is the time for reflection and celebration as we wrap up this year before we head into the new one. And my goal for every December is to make it as fun as I possibly can while still being productive, but that no individual event is super stressful and wears me out so that I always have time to sneak in those naps and listening to Christmas music or going for a walk or just standing out and looking at my porch decor or, you know, gathering some greenery from the woods on a walk or, you know, maybe going for a sleigh ride or maybe going Christmas caroling or maybe driving around and looking at Christmas lights or having hot chocolate with a friend that I have the time and energy to do all those things because I haven't used up all of my energy on one singular event. It's been a process through the whole month of celebration, of creation, and of sharing. Culminated all in an amazing dinner. And that's really important to me. And I find that that makes my Christmas immensely enjoyable. So now the next part of food. A little less enjoyable. Still can be enjoyable though. So Christmas Day, and I don't always do this on Christmas Day. I have, but I don't always. But you have to, after Christmas dinner, deal with all the leftovers. I would suggest you just find somewhere cold to put them all and just shove them in there for the day and then take care of it on Boxing Day. And here's what I do on Boxing Day. So first of all, I will take all of the meat off of all of the bones. So then I'm left with like, you know, like the skin and the cartilage and the bones in a pile. Okay. And then I take the meat and the rest of the leftovers. And I like to make, I, and I usually have enough to make three casseroles. And I get these round um, plastic dishes from the dollar store. And mine came in a pack of three for $4. And I use them every year to make these casseroles. So what I do is I make a layered casserole. I put turkey, then gravy, then creamed corn, stuffing, mashed potatoes. And so it's this layered shepherd's pie, if you will. And I make three of them. And two of them go in the freezer to eat at a later date. And one of them goes in the fridge to eat later on in the week. So kind of halfway between Christmas and New Year's. Everything that's left over from that which there usually isn't. I've usually make up the casseroles. I usually have used up all of the stuffing and mashed potatoes and cream corn. So I usually am left with a little bit of turkey, which is fine because we will use those turkeys with the turkey meat in the buns for the next couple of days. So we'll have like turkey buns and macaroni salad and, and vegetables and fruit and kind of we kind of eat a lot of picky bits between Christmas and New Year's other than that one day we've set aside the casserole where we're just kind of grazing all day. So like I said, it's turkey buns, it's macaroni salad, it's veggie plates, it's fruit trays, it's, you know, some sweets, that kind of thing. And we kind of graze our way all the way to New Year. And we love that. So that little bit of leftover turkey is for that. If there is an extraneous amount of leftover turkey, I will keep out what... I know we can eat over the next few days and the rest I put in a freezer bag and label it turkey, turkey 2023. 
Then what I like to, I usually start this process first thing in the morning and here's why. Because as soon as I've taken all the meat off the bones, what I like to do is I like to put them in a big stock pot, big as you can get, cauldron size. Make friends with the witch, borrow her cauldron for the day. Put the turkey bones in there and then again, I put in like a whole onion. I will get a whole stock of celery and just cut it up. You're not peeling, you're not taking all the leafy bits off you're not peeling the onion, nothing. You are just literally rough chopping a whole, I do a whole stalk of celery. I usually do two onions. I usually do four or five carrots, like big carrots. If they're a little bit smaller, I'll do more. Um, so carrots, onions, celery. I put a whole head of garlic in. I put salt and pepper and I put in parsley and sometimes I'll put in a little bit of sage and thyme as well and a little bit of rosemary too and cover the whole thing up with water. Bring it to a boil. As soon as it's boiling, turn it down to simmer and you are going to simmer that thing from the second you turned it on till just before you go to bed at night. So it's had a good 12, 14, maybe 16 hours depending on what time you get up in the morning. I usually try to get up early on Boxing Day so I can get this done because I want it to sit simmering for 12 to 14 hours because that's where all of the goodness is going to cook out of it's going to cook out of the vegetables the bones the skin everything um and it's going to release it all into this really nutritious bone broth that everyone talks about and so that cooks all day so now i've got two casseroles in the freezer i've got one casserole in the fridge i've got a little bit of meat left for sandwiches for the week and i've got a stock simmering on the stove and that's it. So there is no turkey leftovers floating everywhere around my house. There's no big pans and pots. You know, I, I take the time to wash up all the pans and put them away. So by the time I'm done, the only real evidence of turkey in my house is the casserole that's sitting in the fridge, the little bit of meat that's sitting in the fridge, and the stock pot on the stove. Then what I like to do, and I've even been known to let it even go overnight. When I do that... I do it in a crock pot, not on the stove, because I don't believe in going to sleep with the stove on. That's just who I am. Um, but if I, so I've cooked it all day and I'm going, okay, so I turn the stove off and I'll usually stay up a little bit later because I want to like have this whole process done on Boxing Day. So I let it cool a little bit. It doesn't have to be cooled down to room temperature. Just turn the heat off and let it cool down because you need to strain it now. And you can get... The metal bowl strainers, it's not a colander. Don't confuse it with a colander because if you put it through a colander, yes, you'll get some of the big chunks strained out, but the little chunks won't be strained out and you will regret that. Get the fine sieve. It's, a, it's like in a bowl shape, you can go over a pot. And so what I just do is I just get a big mixing bowl, which is another reason why you want it to be cooled down because you don't want to be pouring, pouring boiling hot water or boiling hot stock into a mixing bowl another good thing to do which is really helpful is to put another stock pot so that you're straining it because the sieve that i use has got the handle but then it's got two little hangers so you can put it across the stock pot so you can pour with two hands you're not having to hold that sieve and so then i put that stock pot or big giant mixing bowl on my table with the sieve on it and then I'm slowly pouring all of those things. And you have to kind of do it in, in, in stages because the liquid's going to go through really fast, but then you're going to start getting those like 
bones and chunks and stuff. So you're going to have to stop, you know, let the sieve sit for a bit till all the drippings. And then you're going to have to, and I literally, I double up a plastic bag, like a grocery bag or a, um, or if you, like, if you have got smaller garbage cans in your house and you buy the smaller garbage bags, I double those up and I literally have it sitting beside me. So, you know, let the liquid drip out of the sieve and then take that sieve and dump it right into that plastic bag and then put the sieve back on and continue that process until the stock pot that I have made my broth in is empty and I've, and I've strained out all of the bits. So all of the bits are now in a garbage bag and what's left in the other stock pot or what's left in the mixing bowl is beautifully colored, wonderfully aromatic, strained bone broth. And I bought these containers from Amazon. So they're just one liter or one quart if you use Imperial measurements. Um, and I got them really cheap. Like I got, I don't know, there was like 16 or 26. There was a lot anyways. And if you ever watch Ina Garden, Ina Gardner, she uses them for her stock too, which is where I got the idea. And you can freeze in them. So what I do is then I line up all my containers and I ladle all of the broth into these one liter containers. And usually I can get six liters or six quarts of broth. And then I put the lids on and then I write on the top turkey broth Christmas of 2023. So I know when it was made. And then I will store it in my fridge overnight, or actually I have a, I have a mudroom, which we keep in the wintertime at really cool temperatures specifically for, for putting Christmas leftovers in and storing broth when we're making it because it needs to be cold before you pop it in your freezer. Don't be putting warm, even if it's room temperature, don't be putting warm or room temperature broth in your freezer because the second it touches something else, it's going to start melting that other thing and you don't want that. So store it in your fridge overnight and then first thing morning of the 27th, get up, take those things out of the fridge, put them in your freezer, done. And then you've dealt with the whole turkey. And that bag of like things you strained out of the broth, well, bef right after you put your broth in the fridge to cool for the night, tie up that bag. Don't put it in your regular garbage to sit for the rest of the week or until garbage day to stink up your house because it will and drive your pets bananas, cause it will, take that bag and take it right out to your garbage can because here's the best thing. When you're going, well, you know, I don't want it sitting out there in my garbage can because garbage day is another five or six days. Unless you live in Florida or California, it's cold, like really cold outside at Christmas time. So, in my, especially where I live, when I'm putting garbage out into my garbage can outside, it freezes out there. So it's not attracting wildlife. It's not rotting. It's not taking away from the smell of my house where people walk up and going, what is that smell? It's not, it's freezing in there and it's out of your house. It's out of your mind. And now you've dealt with a whole turkey because all of the bits that need to go in the garbage are outside in the frozen garbage. You've got a fridge full of broth that you're going to put in the freezer tomorrow. You've got two casseroles that you can enjoy into, into January. We like to enjoy them into January. So it kind of stretches that Christmas dinner feeling. And, and you've got a little bit of leftovers and a casserole for the week. Now your turkey's dealt with. It's, it's all dealt with. 
So you're not spending days with dishes and platters and all of that. And I like to make sure I wash up all the dishes after that. Like after I've get, gotten everything out of the pots and I've cleaned up everything, cl clean the pots too. Because you'll be surprised at how much you will enjoy the rest of your Christmas week when your turkey is all dealt with, there's not leftovers sitting everywhere, all those dishes that you use to make the, that food is all put away and clean. And you can just, like I said, just graze your way through the rest of the week until New Year's. And it's great. Now, I saw this tip on social media somewhere. And it's a really great tip. Especially if you are going to other family members um, after Christmas. Like if you're going like on Boxing Day for a dinner or later in the week. Um, or you've got like a child that's, you know, got their first place and, and you're sending them home with some leftovers because they've come to your house for Christmas. Instead of those plastic round dollar store things to put the casserole in, what's really great to do is go to the thrift store and get Corningware casserole dishes with lids. Amazingly enough, you can find them there. It doesn't have to be the best pattern in the world, just a nice glass casserole dish with the lid. Make the casserole in there because then they can take it, put it in their fridge when they get home and put it right into the oven when they want to eat it. Perfect. Also, if it's one of your children, chances are they could use another casserole dish. And so now you've added it to their collection. And don't be surprised if they bring that casserole dish back to your house on other occasions, empty and clean, so that you can refill it with leftovers for them to take home. And what a great family tradition that is to start. Because there's nothing better than sharing leftovers with our kids and our friends. So now I've given you a couple of tips to, so that you can enjoy your December. You can get some stuff made ahead of time so you are not feeling like Cinderella in the kitchen on Christmas Day. And you can sit down and you can enjoy a cocktail or a mocktail or a nap or sit around and laugh or play board games or watch a movie or use your Christmas gift that you got. So I actually buy my own Christmas gifts. Um, you know, being a single parent buy my own Christmas gifts. I always buy myself. That's not to say that's the only things I ever get. It's not like I'm the only one who ever buys me stuff for Christmas. I buy myself some things for Christmas so that in the morning, on Christmas morning, I also have presents to open because I like that. And it's, and it's nice for the other family members that are there. That's not to say that I have not ever gotten other Christmas presents from other people for Christmas that I didn't know what they were because that's simply not true. I've gotten some amazing gifts in Christmas past from, from people that I love the gifts and it was exciting to open them and I'm so glad I got them. So, but I'm really excited this year. You're not coming to my house for Christmas, so it's okay for me to tell you. I don't know if you have seen these. I've seen them on social media and they actually have them at, on Amazon and I was actually surprised they had them on Amazon because you can order them right from the site or you can order them on Amazon. And they're called book nooks. And from the second that I saw these things, I was like, I have to have that. So I waited till the Black Friday sales and I 
got one of these for myself for Christmas and it is the greenhouse one. So I am super looking forward to Christmas dinner this year because after we open presents and I've put the turkey in the oven, I am going to spend the time assembling this little greenhouse for my bookshelf. Because if you don't know what a book nook is, it is, and look it up, look it up on, on, on Amazon and you'll see what I'm talking about. So what it is, is you're supposed to put it on the shelf between your books. And it's like this little world in between your books and it lights up and there's different ones. You can get library ones, greenhouse ones, store sh front ones. I think there's even Harry Potter ones that you can get and you put them between the books and it lights up on your bookshelf and it's so cool. And those of you that are bibliophiles love this. So I got that for myself for Christmas. So I, and when it came, I hurriedly wrapped it. So I didn't even look at it too, too much because I really want to take in the whole, the whole ambiance of this when I opened it on Christmas morning. So I quickly wrapped it. So, you know, barely looking at it so that I, I, I didn't really spoil the surprise for myself. And I'm looking forward to doing that while all that food is cooking. And I'm excited because I'm going to get to open presents put the turkey in the oven and I'm going to get to enjoy the rest of my day until the turkey is ready. And then I'm going to get to eat turkey and then I'm going to get to relax for the rest of my day. And I want that for you too. Sometimes we get really caught up in feeling like we have to make Christmas so magical for everyone and be the only one who does the work. And it all has to be done on that day. And that's simply not true. We can get help on Christmas day to get these tasks done. And we can also do some of them ahead of time. And we can also get help on doing them ahead of time. So just putting that little bug in your ear. As always on the Mama Mentor podcast, take what works and toss the rest because life is too short to be told what to do. So I hope you will enjoy your Christmas season and this has given you some good ideas. Our next episode is going to be on cleaning in preparation for parties, popovers, and Christmas Day itself. So I hope you will subscribe to the podcast so that you do not miss that episode because I think you will really enjoy it. And if you find that this resonates with you, I would love for you to share this podcast with friends and family because I would always love to have more listeners join the Mama Mentor podcast family. Have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon. Love you tons. Bye-bye.